Hello, everybody, and welcome to An Air, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and with me today is Tracy. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so this week, we watched a show called Mismatch. Um, I'm a sucker for a show with a pun name. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. So it's like, I don't know. You'll probably, I mean, write this in the show description, but it's miss, like M-I-S-S, and then match. So, yeah. For those listening. Yeah, apparently it was uh, originally miss slash match. Oh, like interesting. It was styled, like, yeah, so it was almost styled like face off, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this show aired on NBC from September 26th to December 15th, 2003. Uh, It only aired 11 of its 17 episodes. Weirdly enough, when they were producing this show, they did an additional additional episode order. So it wasn't initially 17 episodes. And then at the end of the day, they didn't even end up up airing the extra episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Although it did did finish its uh, run in, I think, Canada and the UK, but not over here. It did actually release the 11 episodes? Yep. It made, it released the original 11 and okay. there were 17 total filmed. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I watched it and then I was like, actually, I want to know what happens. And then the whatever side I was on, you know, it didn't have anything else. So I thought that was it. That's really cool. There's actually Yeah. More. Unfortunately, with some stuff like this, like it, we watched it on Daily Motion. Yeah. But like stuff like this, if you throw it on YouTube, th- that copyright strike will just like immediately it's like almost immediately yeah yeah uh so it is it is a bit uh hard to find Mm -hmm. the full series i'm sure somewhere it's out there but um it it actually had a pretty like well-known cast i'm not sure at the time other than alicia silverstone that everybody was like super well-known but like looking back in hindsight it had alicia silverstone as the lead lake bell as her best friend victoria and james rohde from psych as her chauvinistic co-worker yeah and his hairstyle after seeing psych and then seeing that weird like sideburn hairstyle he's got going on yeah i've never seen psych so i don't have anything to compare to but there were some very interesting hairstyles just in general in this whole show yeah which is weird because like that's the only thing that really tells you that it's from 2003 the way it was shot and like it looks like it was done in HD and it has like the look of a modern day mm-hmm. NBC show. Right. Yeah. Like in the style wise. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only thing that will like clue you into the fact that it was from 17 years ago is like the cars that they're driving. Some people wear oversized suits still, <laughs> but the hairstyles. Yeah. Like her fashion too was pretty early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was very Alicia Silverstone right there. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) They must have raided the uh, the props department of Clueless. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the show starts off. uh, She is it it already clues us in that she is a very busy uh, lawyer. She's Mm -hmm. at the courthouse. She's on her phone while she's trying to settle a case. And in the meantime, she's also getting ready for a wedding while she's in her car. In a convertible, by the way, yeah. which she's changing. 
Yes. That's right. That scene, like right at the beginning where she is changing for the wedding and she completely just gets topless in her convertible and this guy's like looking at her and she just like smiles at him. I'm like, what is happening? I forgot about that. That was really, that was a choice. That was a little weird. It was. Although I do feel like it kind of like set the tone a little bit. Right. It was very comedic. Like it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy, because the guy's just like, what? what the fuck's going on here, lady? And she's just smiling at him like nothing's wrong. <laughs> like, this is normal. I do this all the time. Like, don't you take your shirt off at every traffic stop? Like, this is just what you do. And where are they? L.A.? I don't even know. It seems like it's like either L.A. or New York, but I, I think it's... I think it's L.A. There are a lot of palm trees later yeah. in the episode. Well, back in 2003, when they imported all the palm trees to New York. <laughs> to New York. <laughs> <laughs> they had one good summer. One good summer, and then they all died. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets into the church. Uh, turns out she's a bridesmaid, and she's talking to her boyfriend. His name is Ryan. And this is where we are. You get like kind of like a rift between them because yeah. he's like, like, oh, you're late for the wedding. She's like, oh, always working. Oh, you're always working. Right. They uh, go through with the wedding, and at the reception afterwards, the couple makes a toast saying that they are the third couple that Kate had set up. Uh, Kate is Alicia Silverstone. I don't remember if I mentioned her name. I forget uh, but... everyone's name, so I'm so glad you said that. Oh, I, I immediately, <laughs> as soon as I start an episode for this, it'll peek behind the curtain. I'll go on Wikipedia and like make a list. Oh, that's and, like... good. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the same way. There, there have been episodes of this show where I'm like, and this person is... Click, 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 click. That person's name is... Jared, after I've already <laughs> said the name like 15 times. Yeah, it's hard. It is. Names are not fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought her um, boyfriend's name was Brian. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got one, Brian. But if it's actually Ryan, then I had zero. So they had to have said it like that then because I also thought his name was Brian initially. Oh, okay, good. You're not going crazy. <laughs> it, it, it probably was said as Brian. Good. Um. So. Uh, after this, uh, some guy comes up to her saying, oh, you you uh, set them all up. Well, that's cool. Um, I'm a lonely guy. And he's like this like sad sack they're setting him up as. And yep. he like even mentions like, oh, I like being alone. I don't need someone to set me up. And eventually she says like, OK, you know what? Hold on. I got an idea. I'll I'll look into it and maybe I'll find someone to set you up with. Right. Uh, next she's... day. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say she's like super reluctant, like she likes setting people up, but like throughout the show, she's very reluctant to actually take it on in a weird way. Which is weird because they really like set her up as like this. Right. Oh, she does this all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next day we see a they're in a coffee shop, uh, Victoria and Kate. They're reading a newspaper about the wedding announcement. And the wedding announcement highlights Kate as being their matchmaker. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, everybody's calling her office, trying to get her to set them up. Um, then we get our opening sequence, which looks like an eHarmony commercial. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's it's just like stock point. footage of like these people getting set up and there's like little hearts above their heads. It. It very much looks like a 2003 eHarmony commercial. Yes, that's such a good observation. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. 
Uh, she uh, gets to the office and that's where she finds out that she has the 12, call, uh, 12 calls looking for her to set people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she throws the newspaper out. She goes into Nick's office, who is uh, the guy from Psych. This is her chauvinistic co-worker. Yep. And he's got the newspaper now and he's reading it. And she says, what, did you dig that out of the trash? No, I had Claire do it. Like already setting up his like, his kind of like douchey attitude. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, not that I need it, but if you have any like women friends that you like to set me up with, you know, I could take them off your hands. Again, very chauvinistic. Yeah. And she says, <laughs> she says, next time I find a woman who likes overblown egos and digging through the trash, I'll send them your way. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> sorry, keep going. <laughs> and he goes, that's all I'm asking. Uh, yeah, so he's like the worst. And like so many men in her life are just kind of terrible. But what I like about her and their dynamic is she doesn't just take it. She like fires it back at them. Like with her dad, too. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And she's like, I'm not just going to be quiet and accept what you're telling me. Like, I have things to say, you know, like you were wrong. And she just has like these great comebacks and insults, really, which is awesome. Exactly. And the only thing that works with like her and Nick is that it seems like they are friends, like they have that kind of dynamic. Right. Where he can. Yeah. I mean, even though he's saying these crappy things, like they're almost like ribbing on each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then we get to this show jumps around a lot. That's one of the issues, I think, with it is it's very jumpy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it jumps right after that to her and her dad who runs the law firm meeting with a client and he's saying just empty your bank account while your wife is away she doesn't know you're divorcing her yet go meet with all the best lawyers in town because if you've met with them they know the case and they can't represent her mm-hmm. and it's, it's setting him up as like this whole like he he's business first doesn't really focus on his family type of thing right he doesn't really care about the people he's representing he just wants to win Exactly. And and that's like a stark um, like contrast to what Kate yeah. is, which I think is definitely like that's definitely a good thing to have for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, then she leaves that meeting. Claire, the assistant, walks up and says, got seven more calls for you, love guru. <laughs> um, that unfortunately made me remember the film Love Guru, which I've never seen. So I wasn't subjected to all horrifying flashback oh you are lucky count yourself (laughs) so don't watch it don't don't look it up after this no do not it killed mike myers (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) not literally but (laughs) but close enough yeah um so then kate is with ryan at a club Mm -hmm. and this is where we meet her mom for the first and only time of this episode um she's a singer at this restaurant Oh, yeah. And she goes over and she's like, oh, by the way, the pianist wants me to see if you can set him up with someone. And she's like, Jesus Christ, like, does everybody <laughs> read, read the wedding announcements? How do these people know this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a good point. And they just, yeah, recognize her by sight and know how to find her office. People must really be desperate in them parts. Yeah. And that's that's 2003. That wasn't easy. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. These people they must be hiring <laughs> private investigators. Like their dial-up internet on their flip phones. Did they even have Google? <laughs> when was Google invented? 
They had Google, but I'm sure it cost them like three dollars <laughs> a minute if they like popped it up on their phone. <laughs> they look up on Ask Jeeves. Oh God, I miss Ask Jeeves. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> he retired. He earned it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, they decide that, or well, Ryan decides that he's gonna set up a Hawaii trip to them for them. Yes. And she's like, eh, I don't know. Like, I'm a businesswoman. I got work to do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's hesitant. And he says, well, think about it. Then she says, okay, well, night's over. I'm going home. She's in the bubble bath. And she gets a call from Nick. She has a phone in her bathroom, which I thought was pretty weird. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know if that was actually a thing that people did. But it was a weird scene overall, I felt like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only thing that you'd use that phone for is if you're in the tub. And like, if you're in the tub, that's relaxation time. Don't answer the phone. Right. How frequently are you in the tub that like you're missing so many important calls that you need to set up a phone in your bathroom? Although, if you are on the toilet and you're out of toilet paper, <laughs> that is good to it's have. It's like your lifeline. Because... Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't want to touch it afterwards, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he says, I need a boiler. uh, I need you to write up the boilerplate, which is, I think, a legal term. Um, Yeah. And she goes at 1030. And he says, oh, are you taking a bath? No, really? Because you sound naked, (laughs) which I did like that line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that shows to like her next relationship where I kind of thought at the beginning of this, they were going to be setting the two of them up for like a future, like he, like him being a future love interest because of the banter that they have. Um, It definitely seems that way. Yeah. So I guess they don't get to it in the pilot. I don't feel like that was like by the end of the episode that that was still the case. Um, So I hope it didn't happen in any of the other episodes. So it felt weird. I don't like him. Yeah, I get that. But I digress. <laughs> uh, after that, she calls Richard, the dude from the wedding that wanted her to set him mm-hmm. up. And she says, okay, Claire, the assistant, uh, next few women that call in, take their numbers down. <laughs> then she sees her dad, says, he says that he can't make it to a case. She says, okay, I'll do it alone. Oh, no, I'm going to send Nick along with you. They get in an argument setting up like this whole dynamic of like, did she get the job because she's just the boss's daughter or is she actually on there on her Mm -hmm. own merit? Um, In hindsight, that kind of reminds me of legally blonde. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After they have their argument, they immediately like make up and it's like, Oh, Hey, do you want to hang out later? Let's go get dinner. Yes. Uh, Then we cut to a bar well, it's an outdoor bar, I think. It's, I mean, I'm from the Northeast. We don't have <laughs> good weather. Bones. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't have outdoor bars. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so we get like almost a blind date sequence type thing where she's interviewing all these women. Yep. Um, that, I feel like that could have been something that like stuck around. Like maybe each episode or every other episode, they have kind of like a little montage like that. Where she's like pulling more people in. Yeah. Because like she exactly. had so much interest and then she's got all these people that, you know, throughout the episode, she's like, oh, I don't really have anyone to set you up with. I'll keep looking. But 
she had a ton of interested people calling her. So exactly. Uh, then we cut to the dinner with her dad. Uh, again, we get another moment of her dad not being like a real family man because she he's like, oh, eat this, eat this. She goes, I can't eat that. I'm vegetarian. Oh, since when? Um, then some lady shows up, smooches the dad on the lips, and he goes, oh, she's just a client. Don't worry about it. But I asked her to come over and join. Uh, he has a weird line saying she's a habitual client, gets married on even years, divorced on odd. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why the dad thought it would be better to make his daughter think or like, tr- you know, like she's dumb enough to believe that, but to make her think that he just kisses all of his clients on the lips and not to worry about it instead of just like, yeah, we're kind of a thing. Because that's even yeah. worse. Yeah, I think if they wanted to lean into the comedy of that, <laughs> right. like they could have had like a male client the next day come in and... Again, this was 2003. It was, a, it was a different time on TV, so this would be like played up for humor. But like he smooches the next client that comes in. It's a dude. <laughs> to try to like, yeah, keep it going. And then maybe like Nick comes in and he smooches Nick. And Nick's like, oh, we're doing that now? Yeah. Who would then go to kiss Kate and it would just all get really weird. And she, yeah, and she like just pushes his face away or something. <laughs> she like punches him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She leaves because she's a little upset about that. Rightfully Um, so. Yep. Uh, Victoria is the bartender at that outdoor bar, and she's snooping on the date for Richard. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have, I feel like I need like a cork board with like red like strings to like connect (laughs) all these plots. (laughs) To figure out where everybody is and why. Yeah. Um, So she's calling Kate, like giving her the deets about Uh how that date's going. Uh, She goes over. Because Kate says, oh, he looks like a schlub, like fix his hair, fix his shirt. She goes over, does that. Without like introducing Uh, herself, she just like walks up and she like sits on him, right? Like it's a very, just as she comes up, is it that this is a scene, right? That I'm thinking of where she just like fluffs up his hair, like unbuttons his shirt, but without (laughs) introducing herself first. And then she does these things and then she's like, I'm a friend of Kate's. It's fine. And walks away. Like you could have reversed that, said that first, because I would have freaked out if someone was just like ruffling my hair. It was weird, but yeah, it is a comedy, I feel like you... so it worked. <laughs> yeah, and you could you could see like he felt so awkward. He was just like, I don't know what to do. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we get to a meeting between Kate and one of her clients, who's getting a prenup. Oh, uh, yes. Kate. Kate reads the prenup and there's a stipulation that's saying if uh, she for every pound she gains, she gets less and less if they get divorced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick has a weird line where he says something along the lines of when I go to a wedding, I don't see a bride. I see a future client. Yep. Yeah. And then they're like in the meeting, right, with the um, engaged couple and then the groom's dad. Right, that's this part. Yeah, I think it's his lawyer, but it could could have been his dad. Okay, see, I was thinking it was his dad. Maybe it was his lawyer. Um, But where they were just, I can't remember what they were saying, but just like everything about it, even like, I don't even think it was just that one like part of the prenup that was terrible. Like everything they were saying was just kind of really, I mean, awful. 
So Yeah, but that was like the one part that she like was just like, this is Right. This is ludicrous right here. <laughs> right, and Kate totally stood up against it. So Yep. And then we see Richard, he comes in to tell Kate about the date, says, Oh, it went great. And then we immediately cut to her talking to the lady from the date, and she goes, That was a disaster. Yeah. And she's like, well, who else do you have? She's like, I'm a lawyer, not a matchmaker. <laughs> and then she kind of gets coerced into figuring out who else she can set her up with because she has a high school reunion and she doesn't want to go alone. Yeah. And then we get yet another client meeting because there's a divorce happening where a dog is involved. Mm -hmm. And the guy is saying, I don't want to lose the dog. If she wants the dog, she's giving me more money. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, another kind of like chauvinistic comment because uh, it's about the dog and the lawyer for the wife says, do you expect my client to stay here? And he says, no, I expect her to sit and roll over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get what they were going for, like for right. the dog joke, but also didn't really work when you put it no. In that context. Yeah, no, it was very weird. I didn't like how that one came off. Yeah. Um, so that then they leave it at that. They say they'll see him in court. Uh, then we cut to a bar where Victoria and Kate are on the prowl. She's trying to find dudes that she can set this lady up with on a blind date. Mm -hmm. uh, she meets Michael, who is the... Uh, I think he was the husband in Ghost Whisperer. Yes. Yes. I couldn't think of the name. I'm like, Ghostbusters? I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I was obsessed with Ghost Whisperer in middle school. And like right away, I was like, oh, this guy. So I got excited. Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I used to be a Ghostbusters, then watch Medium right after. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ghostbusters. Damn, you got me saying it now. <laughs> I got in your head. <laughs> yes. That would, that show went off the rails, like yeah, wild. Anyway, not this episode, but man, did that show get weird? Yeah, with like the he comes back as a, like a, an ambulance driver, and she yeah. only sees her husband, but he looks different. It's weird. He just keeps but... the body snatching, and like, when did this start happening? <laughs> yeah, man, Ghost Whisperer, what a weird show. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, then she coaches Richard on dating because mm -hmm. clearly he's not too equipped so for it. it. It's just yeah. painful to watch. He's so awkward. I think one of her things was like, just literally ask your date a question. Just ask her something. It's very good advice. Yeah. I mean, she's not bad at giving the advice. It's just she's got a yeah. not so great student. Yes. <laughs> Then we cut back to the prenup case, mm -hmm. and she says, you got to say something. Your fiancé is treating you like a racehorse. And she's like, no, I'm fine with it. Uh, turns out she wasn't fine with it because next time we see this scene, she called off the wedding. Yeah, and I like um, how Kate's dad was like, yeah, after... I think it was Chelsea talked to you. She's now transformed into some kind of feminist freedom fighter. <laughs> it's like, wow, jeepers. But good for her. Like, I was really happy that she broke it off. And I, I liked the show for, like, for Kate backing her up and then, you know, not 
necessarily I don't know what I'm trying to say but not like I don't know saying that Chelsea was wrong like she was totally right to call it off and the show kind of backed that message I guess for now yeah yeah because we get um the case between the divorce and the dog and yeah uh she she sees the guy outside yelling at the dog she realizes oh he doesn't even want the dog he just wants to use it as leverage Mm -hmm. uh divorce gets settled she gets the dog back and she sees her crying Mm -hmm. or she hears her crying and offers to set her up which place in time lady (laughs) she just got divorced (laughs) and you were her husband's divorce lawyer like not the greatest position to be in to try to set someone up yeah no um which the lady rightfully calls her out on she's like dude stop yeah she's literally just like do you think there's a good idea like (laughs) yeah um then uh that's when we get the revelation that chelsea called off the wedding and her dad's pissed off saying like you can't do this we're divorce lawyers and she goes you can't do this i can and he says something along the lines of like this is how i conduct business if you want to work for me you got to get on board uh then she goes and meets up with chelsea Mm -hmm. and she says like you know, it's great that you stood up for yourself, but clearly you like you two have something like maybe talk and work it out. She says, OK, the ball's in his court. Mm-hmm. And she just strolls on into his office and he's like, how'd you get in here? I walked <laughs> and again. These people must be fucking private eyes because <laughs> they're they both comment saying, like, how did you find me? <laughs> right. I swear they need there needs to be a spinoff of this show. the person that's doing the tracking down of everybody exactly (laughs) uh and he reveals that like they both met each other when they were at like weight watchers or something yeah with jenny craig jenny craig also was a sign of the times because i don't think jenny craig's a thing anymore no it's i think weight watchers is barely a thing still yeah um but yeah it's because they were both heavy and Mm -hmm. When like one of them like goes off the rails, the other goes off the rails. So it was essentially a protective measure. Yeah, he called it an insurance policy, which was ooh. Yeah, not good. Up, I blow up. So it was a really, I that was like probably my least favorite part of the episode was that conversation. I was like, dude, come on, just like yeah, oh yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, it's like maybe talk to her about it and don't just throw that in a prenup, (laughs) right? Yeah, why uh, why we, not put it in the prenup the other way too? If you gain weight, then she gets more money or something, which also exactly. is terrible. But ugh. Yeah, just to like clue people in on if they don't get the picture on how terrible this is. Yeah. How I met your mother kind of used that because I think Barney, oh, the yeah. like the pig of the show, has that as a stipulation in his prenup. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then we get back to the uh, lady that uh, she has the high school reunion. Yeah. She says, come on, I need you to set me up. I'll pay you a thousand to set me up. I'm sorry. It's not my job. Two thousand. OK, that's not necessary. A thousand's fine. <laughs> and uh, she goes back to work. Uh, Dad comes in, says the prenup signed. He says, you know what? Uh, I'm hard on you, but like, I'm proud of you. Like, you've mm-hmm. earned your place in this company. It's not just because you're my daughter. A shocker. And she's. Yeah, uh, she said very early 2000s, like 
drama type show. Um, she says, like, you know, I'm not going to leave the company, but I'm not the same as you. Like, we're going to clash occasionally. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, okay. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes and hangs out with Victoria while she's at the bar. And then Michael from earlier comes by and says, oh, you know what? I, I kind of want you to set me up on a date. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, yeah, okay. I got to find a, a lady for you then. And this is like, they already kind of clue you in that they're going to be the on again, off again relationship of the show. Right. Well, I think we skipped the part where her and Brian or Ryan break up. That's true. Forgot about that. Uh, that was a big. She, yeah, because she gets a call one morning and she completely forgot that they have the trip. Mm-hmm. And he's he says like something along the lines of, don't bring any check baggage. I don't like waiting in lines for that. She comes out, has a check bag. They get in an argument. She just gets out of the car and says, we're done. Yeah. I really like her character. Like, I'm really impressed with how they made her. Yeah, because like her whole like little speech to him was just like, you know what? You don't like these things about me, but somebody will. I'm going to wait for them. You know, I'm not just going to settle for you. Whatever. So that was nice. Yeah, they did a good job of setting her up yeah. like and showing the kind of cracks of the, their relationship early on. Mm-hmm. And like, so it wasn't like out of the blue, like. Right. Yeah. Like some shows would just be like out of the blue, like, well, we need to like show her as this like independent person. So how about, oh, we forgot to write this, but how about she just breaks up with him? Yeah. But like, no, like they kind of clued you in throughout the episode. And it totally fix- fits her character of speaking her mind. Exactly. Uh, so uh, we also get her going up to, uh, I keep forgetting his name, not Michael, uh, not Ryan. Richard? It was Richard. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it wasn't our name. <laughs> uh, so they're talking and he's like saying like, oh, maybe I'll never find someone. And he's walking his great Dane. And she goes, hold on. I got an idea. She goes over to the ex-wife from the case before. She goes, I, I, I don't want you setting me up. Like we already talked about this. She goes, no, no, no. I want to play in a, like a doggy play date. And that was her like workaround. Right. Because at the end, we get like little flashes to these like resolutions. Like we see the wedding between Chelsea and her fiance. And we see um, Richard and this lady. They're having a fun time with their dogs. Right. And we get the cheesiest thing, which is her. She's in the car watching along, throws on sunglasses and drives away. Which she totally cut someone off, too, when she did that. Like, I was watching the car and just, like, pulled out in front of someone else. Like, why did you choose that shot? (laughs) It would have been great if, like, you heard the horn honking. She just got a smile on her face. Dude's like, hey, asshole. (laughs) Right. Well, and then, too, she's driving her convertible. I've never driven a convertible, but she has, like, her visors up. Like, she's ducked under it. Like, it's a, I don't know, it just looks so funny. Like, both of eyes were up, and this is a stupid thing to, like, nitpick at, but I just <laughs> didn't understand why she was being so weird about it. Yeah, it was definitely a weird shot to end the show <laughs> Right. Uh, but yeah, that was how the pilot went. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about our pitches. Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. Hello, Mr. Most Days Off. (laughs) And that's my best friend, Richie the Whiz Kid, the co-host of Best Darn Diddly. 
Hi ho there, podcast arenas. The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving The Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every dope. So lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid sexy Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So, uh, before we get into pitches or ideas for what could have been, mm-hmm. I think we should do a little segment called Retool Time. So, what do you think we could have changed to like make this show? Because I think we both agree there was a lot going on. Right. So, right. I, what do you think we could change to make it like, like viable, essentially? Yeah, I think like in so as a like they set up, I think Nick and her dad to have like these redemption arcs too. So I think like all the kind of iffy things that they say could be fixed in a redemption arc potentially, hopefully where they see her side of things. Um gosh but like you said with the timeline or the jumping all around to things because after talking about this I'm like holy shit like a lot I don't know can I swear here yeah okay <laughs> I forgot to ask <laughs> but like a lot happens in this first episode yeah it's very jam-packed yes I feel like one thing that could benefit it if is if it didn't try and be an hour long if it was like a half hour sitcom instead. Yeah, yeah which is like more this of episode, a typical sitcom length is more of the half hour. Like it's not a drama. You know. Exactly. And like this episode had enough to fit two episodes. For sure. So like if they had just like split this this episode in half, mm-hmm. like relegate like one client story and like one like setting up story. Mm-hmm. And like there you go. You got your formula. Right. And I liked having Richard in the episode. I thought he was a good, like, returning character to come back to, like, thread through the whole episode. And then um, having her break up with Ryan by the end of the episode and then meeting up with the guy from Ghost Whisperer at the end because I feel like, like, ooh, let's see what happens. So I did like that. I would keep that. Yeah. And I feel like... um Maybe, like I said earlier, with that little, like, yeah. montage of her, like, meeting all these, like, blind date people. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could do that, like, maybe every episode. And that's how we get introduced to yeah. the potential, like, dates. Yes. Like, True. maybe have that. And plus, you could get, like, a lot of comedy out of that. Right. I think maybe postponing her friend... Well, I guess that friend went on a date with Richard, but I kept forgetting about that friend that wants a date for the high school reunion, and it just didn't feel like she was paid hardly any attention. It was just more of a way to get Kate to like start making it a business. Now she's getting paid for it, which I think could have been saved for the second episode, because I I just kept completely forgetting that person even existed. Yeah, you're right, because even even when I was mentioning like all these like timelines happening to like split them up, I completely forgot to mention her story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely something that would like mm-hmm. benefit it. Um, I do think 
like the cast was very like it was very well cast. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know. I feel like just in general, like the length was what killed it. I think so, too. And I'm wondering why it didn't get like a full release or, you know, go on because I feel like it was something pretty solid. Maybe it was just. I don't know if at the time people weren't interested in that kind of character. I don't know. I don't know. Because this was around the time of like Ally McBeal too. Right. Where we had like a similar style character. Right. But uh, that was also more of like a drama show. It didn't Mm -hmm. like delve into both comedy and drama. Right. Uh, I think maybe like if this one like picked a lane and stuck with it. Yeah. That could have also like benefited it. Because I feel like it already like delves mostly into the comedy aspect. Yeah, it doesn't feel really dramatic in any way. I mean, aside from the romance ordeal going on, but I mean, they make it all comedic. So, speaking of the romance ordeal, (laughs) what do you think we would have seen, especially for Kate, in future episodes? I think that so I think that she's going to. God, I, what is that guy's name that she meets up with at the end of the episode? That oh. is Michael. It's a Michael. good thing I had my notes because I almost called him Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think with Michael, I think she's going to work on setting him up with dates. And I feel like that's going to actually start being the focus. And then those dates aren't going to go well. And then they're going to be like, well, actually, maybe we should date. Because I kind of do feel like it's following almost a roman- romance like beats and things where she's got this dumb fiance boyfriend or whatever he was and he they just didn't work out and they weren't good together and then they finally break up and she meets someone that's like oh actually you're kind of nice thing yeah i like i like the idea of her like setting him up on dates and they're not going so well and then she realizes like oh wait what if i like just ask him out myself yeah and when she finally gets the courage Surprise, one of his dates actually worked out. Yeah, because that sets up more drama. Exactly. But it's funny because it's a comedy. Exactly. Get a few more episodes out of that. (laughs) Do you think that she's going to set him up with her friend that needs a date for the high school reunion? I don't know. I think maybe at the end of that episode, she would have. And then afterwards, it was just like kind of thrown aside like, oh, yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. I hope they wouldn't focus too much on the high school reunion because that sounds really boring. (laughs) You're like, we got to give this woman a (laughs) spinoff. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the pilot that killed it. It was a second episode where they just spent way too much time at a really lame high school reunion. (laughs) That would be interesting, though, for an episode if like she had a high school reunion to go to and she was just like, oh, well, shit. Now I got to get myself a date. Oh, like I'm focusing on everybody else. What about me? And maybe that's part of it, too, during the her progression through the seasons is like, oh, I'm so focused on making sure everyone else finds their soulmate that I didn't realize my soulmate was in front of me all along. And it was Michael. Exactly. And they set that up in the first episode, too, with her putting work before everything else. Yes. So, like, this is essentially work to her now. And Mm -hmm. she's putting that before herself. Right. I like, too, how her and Michael met because he was definitely interested in her. So I think that was also good foreshadowing because he thought that she was hitting on him for herself, not for like her friends. Oh yeah. The way they set that up, 
they didn't explicitly say it, but like it, it was 100% he thought that he was getting hit on. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like it would be fun if like there was like a dating show episode of some sort, like she had to, or maybe like a, like a charity auction. Yeah. Like one of those like auction off a date type things. And she's like trying to set people up and maybe she's got like two separate clients that would like, this guy would be great for. So she kind of starts like a little bidding war. She's just like, don't worry. It's for like charity. Uh-huh. Like I'm basically stealing money from them, but for charity. <laughs> I like that. There's a lot of potential in that. I, I like the following of her, like, mining her clients for, like, mining her divorce clients for her new matchmaking clients. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I did kind of think was a little cheesy about the show was the, <laughs> oh, she's a divorce lawyer, but also she's really good at making matches. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that idea of, like, her, like, maybe, like, every couple episodes she's like, you know, this client would actually be really good for this person. <laughs> would you like to join our charity auction? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could be great. I think mm-hmm. there'd definitely be an episode where she tries to set her dad up. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah. Like maybe he finally, like she keeps this secret for a while. Uh, and then eventually her dad catches wind of it. And she thinks he's going to be like, you're a divorce lawyer. You can't set people up. But then he's like, Oh, actually, you're just like giving us future clients, maybe. Ooh. And also, like, also, I kind of need a lady. And she sets him up. Yeah. And he starts supporting her for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Interesting. But then by the but then we get another like redemption arc type thing where he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I started supporting you for the wrong reasons, but like you actually found me someone. You're amazing. I'm gonna give you a raise. Would you like to be a partner? And then <laughs> That's how it ends. And then oh. we can have one of those. That could be the and that could be the series finale right there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then it could be instead of like Fox lawyers, it could be Fox and Fox. Fox and Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when lawyers do that, where it's like two siblings and they have to like say the name twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. I... Um, so she does end up in the pilot setting up Nick and her friend. Who needs a date for the high school reunion? I forgot that happened. Yeah, which is weird because the way they yeah. ended that, it made it seem like that date went well. See, I he thought I I think Nick thought it went really well, and I feel like she was not into it, but she said she did like she was looking forward to seeing him again, but like her face said she wasn't, unless it was like poor acting or something. But I feel yeah, like, that was a little confusing. Yeah, there. I see. I thought that they were still going to have a conversation between Kate and um, that woman who needed a date, and where it was going to be the same thing again, like with Richard. Like he thinks it went really well, and then Kate talks to her and is like, "No, that was terrible." Um, or so now she is just going to be like, "Well, I need someone for the reunion. Might as well bring this weirdo," and then they go to the reunion together, and that could be a potentially part of the next episode anyway see i do like the idea of if she stuck around like Mm -hmm. as a side character that could also be fun like she ends up going to the reunion with nick Mm -hmm. and then her and nick become like a kind of like friends with benefits thing but don't tell anyone yeah like type thing like 
with uh, Monica and Chandler when they first started dating on Friends. <laughs> yes, like, you are terrible, and I don't want to date you, but, like, let's still have a thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she's like, I hate everything you say and the words that come out of your mouth, but, like, let's go to Pound Town and not <laughs> <Right>. tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely a thing they would say on a sitcom in 2003. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was just going to say that could be a running joke throughout the whole uh, season two where Kate just cannot find the right man for this friend that the reunion friend whose name I also can't remember. Um, and then finally, at the end, she finds the perfect guy for her. And it was Nick all along. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that happens and then like a stamp comes across the screen and goes, okay, you sold. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's going to do it for a mismatch. I think we've wrung it dry. Yeah. So we all have- in all, I actually pretty, I like this episode quite a bit. I really like Kate a lot. I, I liked it as well. I think like it did need some tweaking, but yes, I, I think like Alicia Silverstone definitely works as that character. Yes, for sure. I think that's like a lot of the fun of it is Mm -hmm. just her as that character. Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, if people want to find you and your stuff, how will they do so? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Adil's Warlock, and I'm also on the Scavengers Network, and you can find all of those shows um, on our website at scavengersnetwork.com. Definitely check all that out. And also, I'm incredibly jealous of the fact that you have a Deals Warlock as your Twitter, <laughs> <Yeah>. Twitter handle. <laughs> Thanks. And your Twitter, uh, or your display name, the Woman, the Womith, the Will Legend. <laughs> I will never change Classic. it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Almost, <laughs> almost introduced you as that for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and all of our social media at Unheard Podcast on pretty much everything. And thanks again for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, I love this. This was great. Alrighty, and just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye. Thanks.